0: I did come in and I tried to join. I tried to join off the link on the VetNet events page. Yeah. And that's that screenshot I sent you that's telling me you're in another meeting. How long yeah. have you been on this
1: one? Yeah, because it came up on my screen starting in five minutes. So I thought, right, start, press start and nothing come up. And then you sent me that screenshot, which is yeah. why well, i come back in to the original Zoom page and press start and it started up. So ah. I'm
2: glad I'm not the only one then because that happened to me as well, Deporby. <laughs> um, so you've got about six messages off us, Gary. I'm really sorry. Just ignore
1: no, Right. Like I said, if we don't know what the problems are, we can't fix them. So,
0: yeah, the more we know, the more we can try and work out why it's happening.
1: We're getting a few more aren't today. I thought I was going to be yeah. mates again today. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hello, Craig. How you doing? Oh, too bad, buddy. how's you? Yeah, not
1: too bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, Louise.
4: Hey, how, how are you? you Glenn? Oh, I don't
1: know. I think we're all in that stage today, I think. Oh,
4: I feel like
1: it. <laughs> I feel like it. it. Either, it? Yeah, I well. think it's the
5: weather. Yeah. Do you know, I've been tired all the time. I just can't, I can't get my head around. Just knackered.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's Gary makes, Gary
1: makes it worse. Surely. I know. I <laughs> knocked <laughs> out my team with a breakfast club this morning. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been...
4: was, it good, was it a
1: good breakfast, though? There was there was a lot of people there, hell of a lot. I was quite surprised. when well, it mm-hmm. must have been at least 30 odd. That's right. Well, you a
3: big area, though, are you? So
1: they hold it twice twice a month the first Saturday and third week. I just had the old guard. like I I'll, I'll pick you up once a month, go then the first Saturday of every month, take him down there. He gets him out of the house. And it's like, yeah, was good. Saying, you know, he says, even though there's no support as such. There's still support there. It's, you know, just knowing there's somebody that lives around the corner if needed. Yeah. That it just makes a biggest bloody difference to him. So, mm. is there anyone who want who I talk about anything this week, or
3: well, I've just been contacted by Joyce McMillan.
1: Yeah, she put a post on there really.
3: Yeah, um, as we know, she had her issues with a certain um, organisation. Yeah.
5: Who's that? You can say it's one here. Oh no, cause it listened to
1: in <laughs> it. <all> as well. <laughs>
4: Well, um, but, now I, but now I am confused because I thought that they were all in together
3: No, she hasn't been involved for a while because the the head of that organisation turned against her Oh, okay went to see her and ended up causing a bit of um, a scene up there uh, Oh,
4: I remember hearing about that, yeah
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, I can tell you a little bit more about that maybe once we stop recording
5: Yeah uh, You've been watching information, Craig Say so again? You've been withholding information?
3: No, I found out in the past hour.
1: Right. Yeah, she, yeah must have been bought. Just after four o'clock, I think it was, she put a, a post up on the, the page saying... Yeah, she has been trying to get on here, I oh, well.
5: I'm calling after Spooky so you can film me. In. I don't mean that. I mean, like, tell me. <laughs> I mean, you can tell
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But all has gone quiet on that front anyway lately, hasn't it?
3: Yeah, well, she, she's still... Um, working with the organ organisations in Scotland, uh, and they're still collecting money. Um,
4: how can they be collecting money when they're being investigated by the Blooming they, Charities
3: Commission? The, the organising organisations she's working with are not part of it, oh, they're a separate entity. Um,
1: Who are they and
3: they're looking for organisations organisation
1: to start supporting. All oh, right, well, I mean, she used to be with us anyway, right at the beginning.
3: Yeah, I know. Well, Well, she's like a a hot dog van that goes around, and a monthly percentage of that is is given for them to uh, support veteran organisations, things like that. So,
1: all right. Well, we need all the help we can get up in Scotland at the end of the day. Yeah,
3: Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I say, I know she was trying to get on. I have messaged her, but she hasn't seen the message yet
4: even ten percent of a burger van things once a month is a good little pot for those emergencies, isn't it? When the veteran's got no food and you've got to get a yeah. takeaway or a bit of shopping dropped off or a home delivery or
3: they're even doing a, a, a Christmas web or something saying right um where it's all up, up in Scotland because she's down just on the other side of the uh Firth or Fourth, the Fourth or Fifth or whatever it's called. <laughs> The bridge, um, and and they're looking for somebody to support with the money gained through that. Um, she uh wants to be uh join the crisis team, but I said I'd uh put look to Louise about that.
5: Louise oh, Mellon. Yeah. yeah.
3: So we've well,
5: got
3: up, so we've got somebody up in Scotland.
5: Wants
3: well, to join the crisis team. Well, I I, I, I put I, I said get hold of Louise because she's in a crisis.
1: Pass the book. <laughs> <laughs> Just picking up some points that Toby's just stuck in the chat. Something that you mentioned the other day as well, Craig, about the law. Anyone diagnosed with mental health issues is entitled to have an appropriate adult with them. Yeah. And the other one, um, explain how the card works. I haven't got my card on here. I mean, I've done a video about that before anyway. Um, Suggestion that we have one number listed for non-tech people. just If
0: it is someone like... um, where we were trying to explain how to scan the QR code and what happens if you know this police doing it and whatnot. Maybe just having one number on the card that just gives people that maybe don't have a smartphone because you know some people might not, and I'm yeah. not sure if, older phones. We,
3: we yeah. would have to build our uh, uh, crisis tool quite substantially to do that. Uh, uh, to do I, that.
1: Hopefully, when the Samaritans get on board with that, we can push that more anyway. Well, that's yeah. the whole idea of the code red as well, Toby. That's why you got that code red button on every county. Yeah, yeah. So any any veterans or anybody that looks in that county, all they've got to do if they need immediate help, they just press the the code red button, and that's actually linked to whichever organisation is in that county that's taken put their hand up and said, "Yeah, we'll run it." Like Andy from um, Healthier Heroes, and so far oh, he's really stepped up. So, and that's
4: that's the point we were talking about. Giving them, giving them, getting some some funding behind the cards to be able to give them for free to the police stations, or at least give a give a half a dozen to a local police station. Go and see, go and see whoever's in charge of, of your local police station. Say, look, these are what we got. Can you give them out to six six of your you know your bobbies out there? Just, yeah. just give it a trial. They come against, uh, come up against any any veteran that's in a crisis. Let's have a trial. If it's something that works out, can you go to the powers that be to, to get one for all everyone that works at this yeah. station? Well, They're off. getting six for free. It, it's it's asking them to trial them, isn't it, and see see how they work. Well, give half a dozen to an ambulance station.
1: Some I brought up with Craig the other day. We we've sold probably around about fifty odd. I think we've sold so far. And um, we should- Obviously we've got to pay Jeff for them for making them and everything else. Yeah. So yeah. He's he's offering to do like if organizations want to buy a bulk buy of it. It's mm-hmm. got sixty quid, I think we've got them for for 25, which is saving <laughs> like 65 quid for organizations. So they can afford to buy a bulk of it and give them out to the members anyway. Yeah. Saying to Craig as well, the profit that we get off the cards that goes back into our system, <clears> we can <throat> use that to maybe buy a bulk to a 25 as well. Mm. So give you like 25 down there start spreading out we've got 25 yeah. to give out
4: that's what um, I mean we, we need we need people like the police and the, the ambulance services to start trialing them
1: yeah definitely
4: because when the when the police stop responding to these mental health calls yeah it's it's going to be it's going to be absolutely ludicrous so
0: should we be focusing more on trying to get them out to um
4: Ambulance crews,
0: ambulance crews more than the police. Then is it a yeah. definite thing, or is it something they're just suggesting? At the
4: point? no, I think it's de- definite that's going to go through.
3: But, but the way I'm thinking of it, if, if a veteran has one, then maybe they'll turn to that instead of, or a family member who's got a key fob uh, can get in touch to stop the crisis going to police or anything like that. So if well, I'm, I'm, to I'm, go, maybe we we'll just put that one out anyway.
4: Yeah, no, I get, I get that. That's the idea of stopping it getting that far. But if you've got someone who has, like veterans do, never reached out, doesn't know, and has kept it all in, how they're going to know about them? It, it needs us to have a few different places that where different people know about them. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a bit like, oh, do you know about this? Oh, no, i never heard about that. Do you know what I mean? It might be that that one time... It's, or there might be an ambulance technician who's been called to a veteran several times. Yeah. And they can yeah. go, that's bloody good. i tell you we could do with one of them.
0: Yeah. Well, before I found the VetNet, you know, I used to just do the ring of phone numbers and Google until you either got fed up with it or you were pissed enough to get passed out. Mm. Because
1: they...
4: The Breakfast Club, Gary. Did you mention them at the Breakfast Club? They're good places to.
1: I, start I didn't do at all in there, but like I said, now that I've been there the first time, yeah, you know, I put a couple of friend requests out there, and like I said, I'll be taking Albert once a month in there anyway. And now yeah. I've had Andy's in there as well, and like yeah. Andy said as well, because he's just come back off holiday. He said, "Yeah," he said, "I saw your post about the cards the other day." He said, "I've shared it within my network," and that's all it needs.
4: Yeah, of course it is.
1: But it only needs, like, if you're sharing it with 10 people, it only needs that one person to sort of click yeah. on it and go, yeah, bloody good idea. Yeah, let's share this. Yeah. And seeing yourself this week, I mean, some of the bloody meetings we've had are really, really good. I mean, I want to add um, last night with Dan Wilkinson. I had one the other day with um, Gareth Williams from Joboppo. We want to know more about the VetNet. And then Dan Wilkinson yesterday, to do with, like, veteran recruitment as well. But he's all for anything military. Can't stand Copsio as they all a complete waste of time and everything else. He's put me in touch with uh, a guy called Andre, I think it is. Now, he's the guy that does the um Veterans Voices talk on Talk TV every Friday.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: So he does like I think it's a half hour stint every Friday, 12 30. I think it is, but obviously you've got somebody talking, he comes on with guests that he wants to know. But I mean, I watched the one they did yesterday, I caught it on Catch Up. The first thing he said, he says, Yeah. The biggest problem we've got in the britain community completely too far fragmented everything needs to be under one roof on one platform to make it as easy as possible for veterans to find the help
5: yeah
1: well, again, well yeah you know we've had it in place for five years
5: yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, unfortunately nobody in the government or a high-ranking officer has come up with it yeah. Up against. yeah Yeah.
4: Gary, I, ne- I need some for when we get go- september we've got the gold award right yeah um, ceremony and I know that a couple of the um the others that have got the gold are um from different big hospitals.
1: Yeah. So well, I'm sure that you you've got a load to give out yeah when you go there, even if it, you know yeah. we all put in two loads of boxes for you. So you've got 50 grand yeah. out. Because at yeah. the end of the day, I mean it's nice to get a bit of funding in the pot, but at the same time, it wasn't about we'll, making we will money, do.
4: So. If you it. If you give out, you will get back because yeah. it's about the hospital seeing right well these are really handy handing them out well these are a good thing right where can we buy the where
1: can we buy more from yeah well i mean the first day i launched it had that woman get in touch with me from lincoln hospital Mm. brilliant idea you do a discount for bulk orders that the hospital can buy off you yeah
4: exactly yeah
1: at the time we didn't have the bulk order because we'd only just bloody released it on the monday so but i mean just come up with a price now so we still make a little bit of profit off it yeah saving organizations instead of paying 125 quid for or whatever it is for the 25 cards they're only paying 60
4: yeah
1: so they can afford to buy in bulk and give out to their own members
4: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yes yeah, so, <laughs> i mean next week we've got well we've got meeting on monday night with that other organization that want the see how they could support us in Craig, Wednesday, I th- well, I've penciled in Wednesday meeting with Dan and you. Penciled another meeting with uh, a guy from the Rifles, because he does mental health training. So he's setting up these mental health training things. So if he can get involved with Code Red as well. Like I said, the Rifles are already big fans of the bloody VetNet anyway, which is already said. And if, you know, if we can help you, it's a shell. So it's starting to come together. We just need yeah push this code red more than anything else. And like I said, once we've had these talks with um, Samaritans, see what they can offer support-wise. But it's uh-huh. like saying to Craig as well, the problem with, after I spoke with that captain, they're not allowed to share anything and it's not MOD recognised. Yeah. Sure. why all the referrals go to Veterans Gateway, which is a bag of pants, basically, and everything else. But the Samaritans are a recognised government point, basically, if send to people to. So if they're backing us with Operation Code Red and the VetNet and everything else and they're getting on board with that, yeah. The government has to recognise that as well.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So, back into the yeah. So it's not just the veteran side of things, it it like the was... the soldiers can use it as well.
4: My my concern is, I don't know if if Louise, you think the same thing, it's how many how many veterans would be willing to talk to Samaritans, because let's face it, everyone knows about Samaritans, but yeah. it's that reluctant to a veteran to talk to a civvy who ain't got a f***ing clue about military service. But
3: they are recruiting veteran councillors.
1: Yeah, the guy that I spoke to, I reached out to him because on Wednesday night I saw a poster, Um, I'm not sure if I've still got it or not, I've got the link stored, but they're doing a recruitment for veterans to join in certain areas.
4: Right, that's good.
1: When I spoke to Jay Walcott, I think his name was, he's the actual head of the veteran recruitment side of things. But but because they've got 201 branches, I think, up and down the country, but a lot of them are run autonomous, whether they get involved or not is a different matter.
5: Yeah.
1: Like I said to Craig, you know, one of the reasons I've not promoted Samaritans because I know for a fact veterans prefer to speak to a veteran that's gone through it, yeah, with themselves or whatever. They don't want to speak to a civvy that hasn't a clue how the veteran mind works. Mm-hmm. It's the same as what Donald mm-hmm. Louise was saying the other week as well. You mm-hmm. know, you've got mental health nurses on Op Courage, don't know how to deal with veterans. Yeah. Which is why I tried reaching out to Op Courage in the first place to find out, and i found out since then, the seven regions that Op Courage are running, they're all run independently. So you don't know who to get hold of.
3: Uh, and, uh, got, so third that got like Louise, who's bro- been brought up around you know, uh, uh, ex-military personnel. She she knows the speak, she knows the banter, things like that. So the understanding's there. Yeah. So, you know, I do want to point out that there's a hell of a lot of civilian, civilians that do know um, how to help and they, in all fairness, most organisations can do it without civilians.
4: Oh, no, I get I mean, yeah. I mean, look at me and Louise. <laughs> like, I, I, do you know what I mean? But what I'm saying is, in general... Yeah. The veteran's mind to be like what are you not how can you help me you ain't got a clue
5: There's Samaritans I've rung Samaritans before when I've been at my wits end and I've rung them and I've got this old lady who basically really frustrated me I'm like she just kept going mm. I know they're there just to listen and not advise but it was kind of a I just felt like ripping my hair out with that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because they're not, they're just volunteers. They're not counselors. They're not therapists. They're just volunteers. And this is why they're just thinking to listen. And sometimes when you're on that end of the phone, you think, I'm going to do my here. I'm going to yeah. check out. And you're going, mm, mm, yeah, just fucking tell me. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. I them because they've made me more frustrated than.
1: And a prime example as well, Donna from the other week, she's saying about her boy. Yeah. It uh, was on the phone to the GP saying, "Look, I'm ready to bloody top myself here." Oh yeah. Well, you need to sign up to one of these AA meetings. Yeah.
5: <laughs> but you know what? The police. I'll tell you what it is with police as well. Because I've, you know, like doing crisis. Yeah. I've been phoned quite a few veterans when the police have arrived. Yeah. You know, when we're doing a welfare check and the police have arrived. And I've been on the phone to the veterans, like you know, what are you fucking phone police for and all this. So I have to calm them down as they look, you know, blah blah blah. And when the police actually talk to him, they talk to him like the shit. Yeah. Oh, the
2: criminals.
5: Yeah. They, they literally, they literally. Um, and you know, Craig, with me, there's been a couple of couple of times I've been involved with police, right? And look how they've wound me up, Craig. Yeah, what
3: and it, it's simply because I mean. Police
5: aren't trained to deal with mental health. So when I was on door, right, I even saw it with police there. They, they've got, they don't know how to. Um, they've got no compassion.
1: Yeah.
5: They're, they're doing a job, and a lot of the time, they see, it's like they get a kick out to winding them up. One of them, who were winding me up, he had a smirk on his face. I was, like, who are you laughing at? Oh, well,
1: you can imagine a pissed up veteran. Yeah. And and they're like, they're uh, going to lip rip.
5: Yeah, and they're just winding them up. And yeah. they've got no idea of how to speak to him, what to say to him, you know. And I mean, well, tiny told tell you that, because one of them was tiny. Mm-hmm. And I, it was awful. It was really awful, We
3: you know? tried names just because of data protection.
5: Okay.
1: They tiny. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that, that that's another thing that we're trying to push with this Operation Code Red. You've got your team set up there, but there's—I mean, there's thousands upon thousands of veterans within the UK are just sitting at home, twiddling their thumbs, want to get involved but don't know how. And these are the sort of people. I mean, take old Albert for instance. He said he wants to get involved somehow, but he doesn't know how. And all it is, I mean. Like I said, if, if a veteran calls up, he's called down a crisis. Mm. Instead of calling the police or anything, if you use the buddy teams, you can look who's in that area. All oh, right, right. So, so John's in that area. He's only two streets away from him. Get him to pop round. Yeah. You just go round there, sit with him, talk to him, have a brew, have a couple of beers, whatever whatever it is, just to
4: mm-hmm. listen to him. Yeah. It's, that, it's that, that feeling of loneliness and isolation and yeah. that frustration and I've got, fucking no one no one understands yeah. and that's what it is it's not it's not always uh, it's not always that deep mental health crisis it's that
1: knowing somebody feeling there. of
4: loneliness and isolation i've got no one who understands for me to vent to yeah. even not simple life frustrations in a veteran's head is different to 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 your CV frustration yeah. how, how they vent it how they let it out
1: and the thing is i mean like i said the old guy today he was just saying you know He just wanted to talk with somebody on the same sort Mm. of level. I mean, he's 80 something. I'm 50. So there's a good 30, nearly 40 years between us, but we both Mm. served. I'm a trog. He's an expert marine. But he just liked talking about, he was on about Singapore today, you know, his time in Singapore and everything else. I said, Oh, R.E.M. Changi then? He went, Yeah, yeah. He says, That's the place. I says, Yeah, my my granddad was posted there. Oh, yeah. And then he he started going about the pilots and the rations and this and everything. And it's, for him, it was just being able to talk with someone that understands, mm. knows about these things. And it's like he said, yeah. you know, you can't help me. He so says, it is what it is, but it's nice to know I'm not on my own, even though I am on my own. Mm-hmm. And
0: I know so, he might be in his 80s, Gary, but is it worth um, seeing if you could get him trained up <laughs> the crisis line, even if it was like as a part-time thing or an as of when?
1: Well, it's, it, again, you, you're talking the elderly veteran. It's A lot of it is technology-based as well. Hmm. So I mean are you
0: guys just using voice
1: now. Well, it might be able, it's like it's only wanting to get involved. So I mean, this is why we're putting this shout out to anybody who wants to get involved. Organizations, yeah. buddies, no matter what it is. These are the sort of people we need to get hold of. You know, even, even if it's just I mean the other guy it's in Manchester, Kev, um, he said as well he wants to get involved, but he doesn't really know how. But all it needs is keeping an eye on Facebook, see some of it, share it.
5: With that, um, Old, you know, your old friend from the breakfast. Yeah. He'd probably make a good buddy.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. That, these are the sort of things we need.
5: He could, he'd be getting the interaction as well. Yeah. You
1: know. I can't remember who it was I was speaking to the other day about that. Very sort of similar just saying, you know, you've got all these bloody veterans that are sitting there. They're on benefits or whatever, or they're stuck in the same four walls, don't know what to do. And it's just, it's giving them a bit of interaction by chatting to other veterans, but at the same time, they're helping out. They, You know, you don't have to go on bloody mental health courses and everything else. I, mean, I, I haven't got time to do any mental health course. I'm too busy doing this side of things. But for those that want to, you've got Pete and Rebecca that are doing it. You've got um, John Quinn, I think it is. I can't remember where he is, but he, he runs the mental health courses. This guy from the Rifles runs mental health courses. So there's enough of them up and down the country if you want to do them.
3: Well, in all fairness, we've got our go-to one. That, that does it online, so it doesn't matter yeah. where you are in the country, anyway. Yeah, I know. I know we certainly pref- uh, prefer to use SOS. Yeah, and, and their training services. So that's you know, uh, um doesn't matter where you are. You could be in the Outer Hebrides as long as you've got internet connection. That's all it is. You mm-hmm. uh, can supply that that course. Um, and with family veterans we provide mm-hmm. level three in mental health first aid. So it's that step up gives them a little bit. Little bit of a better qualification, uh, a little bit better understanding.
1: You you got any thoughts on this, Deborah at all of you?
2: Would you um would you say that the biggest one of the biggest I've, I've been listening to this for the past couple of weeks. Would you say that one of the biggest at the moment, um one of the biggest dilemmas, so to speak, that we we'll have at the moment is the fact that you know, you mentioned civilians and understanding one thing and another a few times. Do You think it's it's that barrier between um civilian understanding of language and culture within the military. There's a barrier to veterans seeking any kind of therapy that involves a civilian.
3: Uh, Very good point. Uh, Yes, it is. um, Yeah. know, we've we've got veterans, you know, that are still stuck living in the military, even though they've left and they still use certain abbreviation, things like that. Um, They still refer to, you know, people serving as brothers. And that's their safety net. And certainly with uh, a combat PTSD, uh, if a civilian mental health support worker hasn't got that know-how, they could advertently trigger a veteran. Um, I mean, combat PTSD is, is extreme. It does need to be treated by somebody who understands the military community. Um, it's like Louise, our head of crisis, she's a civilian, but she was brought up around an ex-two para, So she's got the understanding of, of certain military speak, uh, even the banter that, that's developed in the military. Um, so she can very quickly put veterans at ease, things like that, same with Rebecca, you know, her husband's still serving. Um, and i both tell you, it does make a massive difference. Um, and it does does need the NHS, um, ambulance staff, uh, just to um, be given some sort of training. Not They don't need to learn military speak or anything, but it's it's the understanding of what the military is and, and was and what it means to the veterans.
1: On, on that point there, Craig, all you've got to do, or the powers to be within the NHS, fire, police, whatever, they've all got veterans serving with them. Yeah, a case of just, right, this is recruitment. I mean, Jim Jones from Greater Manchester Police. Now, he's set up the covenant fund thing for the police force. He's got a network built up around the police. He's one of the guys I'm trying to get hold of. And that's what he does. He reaches out to all the veterans in the Greater Manchester Police area. You've got Stuart Henderson. He's setting this network up with all the police forces around the country. You've got OPNOVA. They're working with police forces up and down the country. So there's, there's organisations out there all trying to do the same thing, but they're not talking to each other. Well, that's the beauty of the vetnet because you know it works and it's everything's under one roof. Just getting all these people to sort of realise, oh yeah, maybe this is a good idea.
4: And that's the bit I can't, Gary. That's the bit I can't understand. Right, what, why, why are they not doing it? They because they do know about it. What's the reluctance? When you're doing it for free, you're listing their organisation for free. There yeah. is another i don't even want to call him gentleman there is another individual <laughs> trying to do a very similar thing um <clears> with his directory <throat> but they charge for it why would you not want to have your information listed for free for people to use
1: because there's
4: no there's no ego there's not do, do you know what i mean you're gonna you
0: <laughs> maybe what it is actually is it's other people's egos that are getting in the way because they're saying oh yeah he set it up but you know we could do that better Whereas they need to be treated it literally like you've just said, it's a phone book, mm. but it's a phone book for veterans. That's all. That's the difference between it. And mm. I think that a lot of people just really don't like, if they didn't start it, they don't want to be part of it. I don't know
1: why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we had a similar idea, uh, but you beat us to it, so we're not going to use yours. Yeah, which and is just, other, it's a shame.
0: That doesn't say life, does
1: it? all these other ones that are starting up you've only got to go on LinkedIn to else and have a look around they're all orientated business mind-wise a prime example when we first started this up we got in touch with a veterans foundation about trying to get a grant. i had some ex-rodney on the phone with me like brigadier general or some or other or whatever yeah yeah it looks very nice um Lovely hobby, but don't give up your day job because it's never going to make any money. It was never about making money. If we can make money off it, great. You know, we can help more veterans. I can give up my day job. I can do this full time and everything else. But that wasn't what it was about. It was about setting someone up for veterans to find the nearest and quickest help available. Simple as.
4: Jesus mm-hmm. Gary, if it was about money, you'd to give up four years ago, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: you'd give up six years
4: <laughs> <I> mean, ago. <laughs> isn't it? So that's what I mean. like so the same with us. We're sitting with a van outside. We, you know, we're paying for a van for the charity that we can't use because we need eight hundred quid to get it fixed. Do you know what I mean? It's not about it's not about the money side. It's about helping people, helping save lives, giving people a good quality of life. Well, yeah. and that's the problem because the others the others who don't want to don't want to jump in with us are the ones who want to make a living out of it and they're not they're putting making a living out of it before the cause yeah
0: they're making a living out of other people dying
4: yeah yeah all the money they take it one one particular individual says no well i'm i'm gonna take my wager any money i earn i take my wage out first I get it. We all need to, we all need to earn a living, but everybody that's involved, the majority of us that are involved here, have all got full time jobs.
3: Yeah. Well, well, it's, we, it's like we, itself, you know. We support families of veterans out of our own pocket. Yeah. Um, just like you do with SOS, you know. Yeah. The team that work with us are volunteers. Um, 100 volunteer. They don't earn a penny. Uh, which is why on the last Veterans of Voices, I said anybody wants to come on board, uh, not just with families of veterans, but even would like to work with SOS, they're based down in Oxfordshire. Um, you know, you can actually volunteer, even if you're on benefits. And because it's a full volunteer role, it doesn't affect your money. So you can no. volunteer and help, you know, if you're stuck at home through a disability or whatever it may be, and you, but you've got a spare couple of hours you'd like to give, then mm-hmm. you know, you can do it without affecting what you're getting.
2: Yeah, I'd hate to think how much I've invested over the past couple of years trying to get this sorted out. If I knew then what I know now, I, w- I still wouldn't change my mind because I'm not in it for the money at the end of the day. But yeah, bugger.
3: Yeah, you know, we 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 run across them nearly every day, uh, Deborah, um, with organisations that the first thing they do with any donation is take their wage out, <laughs> and um, it's never been the case uh, with us or with SOS. As much as we love Yeah, you know.
2: It's my wages that are invested in this. So it's the other way around, I don't take out, I'll pour in. But it's all a learning curve you come against. That's what I mean about if I know them what I know now. When you start something like this off, it's like that. Oh yeah, I can do that, I can do such as I need such and such. And then as you're going along, you're learning different things, thinking, oh my God, I don't believe this. I've just spent such and such like on my website. When yeah. I first started, I okay, paid 340 quid, I think it was. And honestly, me, me four-year-old could have done better. I'm not being but my four-year-old could have done better. I'm
1: like, oh my god. I mean, the, the whole vet net was built by myself. Brilliant. Really Realised at some point, you know, we would have to invest some money in it. And as it was, you know, we had people, oh yeah, I can rebuild it for you, I can rebuild it for you. I'll do it on yeah. um, WordPress, it's a lot better and everything else. then, then I give them access into the, the, the actual website itself, and they look at it and they went. Uh, well, actually, no, because you've got like 1,500 odd pages on here <laughs> too big for us to work with.
2: I couldn't make any changes to mine. I had to go through this particular yeah, organization yeah. to be able to get access to make any changes that I wanted to. the finish I ended up going to Weebly it is where it is.
1: And we, we ended up paying 1,500 quid. Um the guy down in Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. I, said to him, I said, I'm happy with Wix. So I know what I'm doing with it. It's an easy editing system to work with and everything else. He says, well, he says, actually, he says, i oh, i'm a wix expert he's a registered wix expert with wix itself like he says yeah he said i'll have a look at it and he looked at it he went bloody hell this is the biggest site i have ever seen in my whole career yeah "Yeah." um but what he'll do he went in there, did all the seos on it and everything else and changed a couple of bits around to make it a bit faster yeah Um, but it's like he said you know you've got any problems with it he says give me a shout he says you know i'm not just to earn a quick buck off it. I want to help to support this. So he was good oh. that way. Trying to get hold of him now. We can't get hold of him.
2: <laughs> I thought I was being clever by... I've got Canva. Which Canva's absolutely brilliant. Hmm. I've got Canva. And I thought I was being really, really clever by designing the um, business cards. And uh, when I got them, <laughs> I needed a microscope to read them. It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm a lesson learned, I suppose. Yeah, I mean,
3: we've made a lot of mistakes uh, along
1: the way. You know, it's all a learning process. definitely. Um, Out the, the, the edit we just did going through at the moment i mean from what it was last year and what it's going through now we've probably been about 400 odd pages i think in it toby
0: yeah it's got to be now uh,
1: so like i said we've been all the the directory side of things apart from a couple of important ones like discount code legal aid um, but all the regimental groups the wife club cadets everything i've wiped the whole lot clean because they just weren't getting used uh, if you want to get hold of them look on Google. Like I said, it was just slowing us down when we we're trying to update it. It's just been a lot of it. Mm.
5: Can I get into please? Yeah, go yep. well. um, I, I need to go now, so I'll um, I'm going to spook his. I'll see you, Zoli. All, All
1: right. right. See
0: later.
5: Bye. 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 See you later. Bye, love. Don't know how to get off. How do I get off?
3: Leave. <laughs> Leave. Leave oh. bottom. bottom right. <laughs>
5: I've only got one contact lens in, all
4: right.
3: Bottom right, red button.
4: I ain't red button. Mine's top right.
5: It's
3: on your screen.
4: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got No, know, I'm, I'm blonde,
5: but I'm really more stupid. <laughs> Move your mouse on
3: your
0: screen and then it'll come up on the bottom right. Knee.
5: You are.
0: I'd be worried if she had mice in the house.
5: <laughs> What's he say? Don't get cheeky. He <laughs> said he hopes you've got a cat. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>
1: Got it. Got it. So, who who do you actually work with, Deborah?
2: I'm the hidden force.
1: What was that? Sorry. The hidden force. Oh, the hidden force. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, you're the sort of people we want to try and get on board, you know, on these meetings. Because I mean, I've heard of you, but I don't know what you actually do.
2: We support partners, parents, and spouses, as well as would never see an order a veteran ever, 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 never have, never will. Uh, But primarily, we support um spouses, parents and partners of both serving mili- current serving military and veterans alike, because I feel from my perspective, I'm the wife of the Royal Green Jacket as was, um, the underrepresented. <laughs> there's an area there that's it goes below the radar yeah. and they a vital role, a vital role. And it's 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 not recognised. It's not recognised like it should be, you know
1: what I mean? Have you joined the um Sisters of support group, Abby Deborah? Um, I think I'm on their Facebook. Yeah, yeah, because I'm in mean, that just female only group. That was I think Louise. Yeah, either, ain't she?
4: We need to, um we need to link up, Deborah. You and I, because um, obviously I still live behind the wire. I'm a yeah. pad brat, but a military wife, and um, yeah. I'm about to kick some ass this week on camp. <laughs> <because laughs> you got right I'm, I'm, well, I'm not joking. I've I have seen my ass massively, and Peter's like, oh, here she goes again. The <laughs> officers' wives have put a post up. We've we've got the. The I can't say the actual name of the camp, but yeah. we've got um, a ladies' page, and they were saying about oh, welcome! We can't wait to welcome back our our old um, officers' wives and spouses rep, and, and I was like, to Pete, have we got one for our mess? Where's ours? And he was like, Oh, fuck, here she goes. She's going to go on one. And I'm like, <laughs> it's Too right. It'll not being funny. Pete is a, a senior NCO. Just because he's not took a commission and sold his fucking soul doesn't mean that I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have a representative, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's so, me. so I'm um yeah, gonna muffle some feathers like I do all the time on
1: this camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If we can help promote you anyway, Deborah. Just give us a shout.
2: It's not so much promoting Percy, it's it's working together with you. Yeah, um, I mean that you've got obviously you've got the vet net and every time I get the opportunity, you know, I'll I'll put it out there. I'll I'll do whatever I can within my social media group to promote that. Yeah. Um, and it's just known you know that you've got all of that information's there. Um, but, I mean, I, I do want to talk about, um earlier on when we were talking about language and culture and one thing another, and the education side of it, I do have something, and I've had it for quite a long time, Um, it's all ready to go, basically, Um, and I'm just wondering if, you know, if I was to run some things past you, what your what your opinion would be on that, and it's around the culture and the language, etc. Yeah, I mean, um, but that's one thing I do would like to pick your brains about, if that's okay.
1: Yeah, give, give us a shout once this meeting's finished, and I'll yeah. set up a Zoom a private Zoom chat or whatever. You can Lovely. run it by it then. And like Cheers. I said, we can incorporate that into the vetnet because, mm-hmm. like I said, it's not just our idea. We've only put in what we think. In yeah. by like organisations like yourself coming on board and saying, well, we've got this idea. Is there any way of sort yeah. of incorporating it? I've also put together a book, Rebecca.
2: Um, oh yeah. I'll set up. What to us. I can't send you a copy, I was going to go and find her an author's copy to you.
4: Oh, brilliant. Um, I'll
2: try and fathom out how to get that done. Um, but basically, it's an introduction to military life from a white perspective. Brilliant. So all the new lessons that come on camp and all the new, let's be politically correct, new partners, spouses yeah. come on to camp. camp um, who yeah. have never experienced life as a spouse or a partner before. And brilliant. basically, it's a little handbook, so all if I can brilliant. get you a copy somehow.
4: Oh yeah, brilliant. Okay.
2: I'll get you the author's copy.
4: Oh no, amazing. Thank you. Because it, it, it is it, it... hard. I mean, I'm I'm gonna be 49 in October. I've born mm. born on a military camp. Pete's been serving 26 years. And Pete will tell you, I still get depressed, Deborah. I, yeah. I feel lonely and isolated on this camp. And I'm not yeah. I'm not a 21-year-old, only been married a week military wife. Do you know what I mean? So if yeah. I feel like that. Then, you know, it is hard for the new ones.
1: Mm-hmm. I go I away with, like, armies, <laughs> going away and deployments left, right and centre. Yeah. And like you've got a newly married couple with two little young kids or whatever, and all of a sudden in the deep end, husband's gone away for God knows how long. Yeah. No friends, what do you do? Yeah.
4: yeah. It's shit. And especially when you look at some camps. This camp especially, this is what I'm saying. You don't drive, you're fucked on this camp. You're even more isolated. I've had I had a, a meeting a couple of weeks back with um, base wing support about the lack of support for spouses and the lack of support and stuff for kids, right? All around the DIO license, which really fucks me off because we've offered to put stuff on this camp for free and got told, no, you don't have a DIO license. You haven't got you you know you're not got a military same same thing with the vetnet, Gary. You're not MOD affiliated. Yeah. That's why I got in touch with Lord Dannett. Lord Dannett got in touch with station. There is a workaround if it's a benefit for the camp and the community and its well-being. It is. We've got a gym there that people can come in from outside. But what they want to do is you've got to pay for the DIO license for a year, which could be thousand, and then you have to pay for the rent the rental. A whole year in advance here. Well, you've got that sort of. Money. And, and you're not allowed to charge. Allowed to charge say, if it was a martial arts group that came in to teach the kids martial arts every week. They're not allowed to charge the kids a weekly or monthly fee. They've got to run it for free. Do you know what I mean? And they'd be paid by the cat. It's too much fucking bollocks for a tape. I get it. There's, this they. And what? It really annoys me because they go to Pete. Well, you see, because Rebecca isn't actually serving, she doesn't quite get it. And then I do see my ass. I do fucking... It's a load of bollocks. Yeah. It's red tape that doesn't actually need to be there. They make it far, far harder than it actually needs to bloody be. I get it. Things Certain things have to be put in place. I get that. But they make it so hard. Kids are disadvantaged because if your mum don't drive and your dad's away or the other way around or whatever, you're stuffed. Yeah. You're not getting yeah. those extracurricular activities that... That other kids at school are getting.
1: The generations have changed as well. That's, I mean, I, like I said, I'm, I'm an expat brat myself as well, my old mum's REF. But I mean, when I was growing up, I used to cycle 20 odd kilometres from where we lived in Munching Gladback all the way across the JHQ. I right? think it was about 26 kilometres. And I would cycle there every bloody weekend, tent, tent in my backpack, off we go, cycle all the way across the JHQ, camp up for the weekend, and cycle back home on a Sunday. But, I mean, how, how many youths do that these days? Yeah,
0: none. Most of them look at you if you're nuts if you say, say to them, try riding a bicycle.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, used to, I used to walk three miles to
3: my mate, knock on his door, and his mum would go, he's grounded, he's not coming out. So I'd walk the three miles back home. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Completely different. Yeah.
3: Uh, I just want to touch on a, a note which uh, Toby mentioned. I mentioned in a previous um, episode, I think it was last week or the week before, I can't remember now, Um, about uh, the military covenant and the support you can get underneath them. Um, If a veteran is diagnosed with PTSD, he is allowed access to mental health support. Um, And just to prove this, I I, I enforced this with a family member during lockdown whose uh, mother phoned me absolutely distraught because her son was in hospital. Uh, Nobody could get to see him. So I went, right, leave it to me. Put me coat on. Drove the Aaron 45 there to the hospital. Gets up to the uh, ward. Pressed the bell. The ward's sister come. And she said, no visitors. I said, excuse me. I says, you've got a veteran uh, on your ward that's diagnosed PTSD. Under the Armed Forces Covenant is entitled to 24 hour support. She went, oh, oh, uh, please come in. And
1: I um, what to most of the time. Somebody standing up knowing. Yeah. Prime example as well, what you just mentioned there, Craig, that veteran the, the other day that I got in touch with and passed it on to another organisation. Yeah. When I was looking for support, that he's getting posts from RBL SAFA, um, the local councils, the local housing association, and he's just getting put round and round in circles because they're all passing the buck to each other. And when you look on the council site, First thing you see, yeah, we've signed the Veteran Forces Covenant, we've done this, we've done that, and everything else. You try finding a Veteran's Champion, which is what I was trying to do, there's no listing whatsoever for the Veteran's Champion. Yeah. Uh, this other organisation, now they've sent out two emails, one at the Housing Association, one at the Council, saying, right, you both signed the Forces Covenant, this could have been a massive opportunity for you to start showing what you're doing for veterans. At the end of the day, all you've done is pissed off the veteran community.
3: Yeah, they need to if they're going to sign the, the veterans covenant or the military covenant, not the veterans. Um, but if they're going to sign that, it's more than just trying to achieve a a bronze, silver, gold star from from the covenant. You know, let let the community know uh, that yeah, it's more than just a signature.
4: But it's enshrined in law now, so they 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 are they are duty bound they can actually be penalised for not doing what they've signed up to do. They yes. need to be held accountable. So, But we all need to start making them accountable. If we know there's councils that aren't doing what they've signed up to do, then it's up to all of us indiv- as individuals when we when we find that out to be reporting it back to the Armed Forces Covenant then.
3: Even going back to GPs, all GP surgeries are signed up to the Military Covenant, right. which is where you've got the, the the spate of uh, GP surgeries, passing
1: themselves as veteran friendly that's another thing that's just come out this week as well veterans gateway have had it on there for months and months and months they have got the map with all the gp friendly surgeries on there now all of a sudden this map's getting shared on its own now by all these different organizations especially on linkedin it's saying oh you know, this, this is a map of all the gp friendly surgery and you think well and the guy that i spoke to um the other day and he was saying as well he said he noticed that and he said, well, hold on. You're saying there's three veteran GP friendlies here in Norfolk. He says, I only know a one. So where are you getting your information from? Just because they've signed the covenant doesn't mean they're a friendly GP surgery. One of the doctors is actually racist. He's been proved racist, but they can't do anything about it because there's all the strikes that are going on. Wow. Supposed to be a veteran friendly GP surgery. Three, three in Norfolk, apparently, but this veteran only knows of one that is actually friendly. Veteran like Craig was saying, is one. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. I mean, I want to say as well, with all, all these codes, you remember the old 13JY and the, yeah. the snowbed system, uh, GP surgeries now have actually made it easier. All you need to do is tell the receptionist that you are a veteran. Now, I've, I've actually seen my computer records at the doctor and in big black, bold lettering at the top of my record says veteran um so yeah if you actually go in all you have to say is I'm a veteran and they will put it on that way you don't have to give any codes as such anymore even though the codes exist um you know you just literally got to say you're a veteran the
1: last thing that I want to bring up before I call this to an ending um what are your thoughts on a veteran's id card that supposedly been coming out for the last three years but supposedly coming out at the end of this year my thoughts on it are Complete waste of time, apart from the only benefit I can see is for organisations like ours and anyone else. If a veteran comes forward, you can say, right, send us a picture of your, your ID card or whatever, or just to prove they are the veteran they say they are. Because there's so many scammers out. <clears throat> but apart from that, it doesn't bring you anything.
3: Well, that's the only thing I was going to say. It proves a veteran is a veteran. And I suppose accessing help, especially for organisations like ours, I dare say uh, Deborah has a uh, similar sort of issue. It's very hard for us to absolutely verify military service. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Especially when we are uh, giving money to help uh, food or repair of mobility scooters, uh, put up in a hotel at the night and things like that. It's a lot of money we give out. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, it's trying to have that and it's just trying to... Um, verify that so that's the only benefit i could see that it would tell agents like us that yes i am a veteran and you know i can verify it um i can't see anything else it's not a discount card it's not
0: a well i think i think like um uh, with me a second serving your mod 90 you can get things like uh half price papa john's pizza.
1: Yeah, but you, um, you get them with the discount cards. I mean, I've got... With my, do we have to pay for
0: this? I haven't got a discount card,
1: but do you have to pay for the discount card? I had two of them. There's, there's two, we've got them on the um discount page. There's is that a, the veterans?
2: Dis, is that the veterans? What do you call it called?
1: I mean, got I, the cool. Discount card. No, the card discount, that's it. Reward for Forces, which is another one. Um, and that, That's the one I've got here. Uh, that's the Reward for Forces one. Yeah. Okay. I think it was five quid for five years, but there's no date no. on it that I can see. And I've I've used it a couple of times. You've gone out for a meal, and you say, you know, you take the forces discount card, or well, what's that? That so you take it out, shouting, you show them. You said, oh, I'll, I'll go and ask the manager. Yeah, yeah, right. We've knocked twenty percent discount off for you on a meal. So I mean, it, if you don't ask, you don't get.
3: KFC yeah, used to do it, but they don't do it anymore. Well, I don't go out for meals anymore. Simple as. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it's, uh, it's
3: yeah, it's uh.
1: All in all, pretty good week, there,
3: Competitions with a discount card. See how
1: much savings they can get in a year. I mean, hmm. people use them all the time: holidays, buying cars, whatever. You know, I can get quite. I get a
4: free. I get a free cheeseburger at McDonald's if I show me i have a gate ID. <laughs>
1: awesome! That's <laughs> no, better. Than- <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I didn't even when I, when I applied for this, all I had to. I think I've, I've still got my red book, and the same for the, the rail card. You've got to just prove that you're serving. You served, basically, and all it was take a photo of it, stick it in with the application, that was it done. So wow. No need for an ID card to come out. So, to me, the government are just wasting bloody thousands upon thousands doing this.
3: Not everybody's got the service record okay. the red book, they? I mean, I've got mine, but, but uh, I,
0: I only found out um, a couple of months back when I finally got a meeting to try and get a conference, to try and get the claim in with um, Veterans Gateway. It was the first time I found out when I actually left because I've got um, dissociative amnesia. Yeah. So I, don't, I had no idea even when I'd been discharged or if I'd been
1: discharged. Oh,
0: yeah, which made things interesting.
1: Right. Well, I'm going to call it quits anyway. So I don't know if you like want to yeah. carry on in or whatever. Or. Yeah,
4: no, I need to go. I've got a phone call to make. So.
1: Well, well cheers for joining again anyway. So. Right, yeah. No doubt we'll see the same faces again next week. Hopefully a few more new ones. Yep. Yep. Hopefully. Bye. Mm-hmm.
4: Right. Enjoy the weekend, guys. Yeah,
2: cool. Take care. Right. bye, bye. bye.
4: bye.